Hello and welcome to the Dad Sort of Coping podcast. On this episode, we're going to talk about the 10 best things about being a dad. So you can consider this to be the yin to the yang or the yang to the yin, I don't know which is which, to the previous episode, which was um, the 10 worst things or hardest things, I should say, about being a dad. So 10 best things, greatest things, most exciting things, amazing things about being a dad. Let's go. Number one is a real sense of perspective. Almost immediately, as soon as you have a kid, you realize that none of the bullshit you used to worry about matters. So the bullshit includes jealousy over that colleague that got a pay rise and you didn't, the road rage situation, um, having the coolest shoes, whatever it might be, coolest shoes, coolest sneakers, trainers, whatever. Um, None of that matters anymore. All that matters is this little human being that you're now in charge of. And you might imagine that being a dad is quite stressful. And yes, it is. That's why we had an episode of the 10 hardest things. Um, But actually, once uh, you're sort of settled into being a dad and you've adjusted, um, your life in a weird way becomes less stressful than when you didn't have a kid. And the reason is, as I said, all the shit you used to worry about, the things that used to stress you out, the trivial bullshit... You just you just let it go. You don't worry anymore. So no matter how bad your day's been, you come through the door, you see your little kid, hopefully they smile, they're happy to see you. Whatever that little interaction is, it puts things in perspective. Uh, and not only that, you know, you will go through moments where your kid might be sick, they might have a fever, an earache, whatever it is. And in those moments, you realize as long as your kid is healthy and happy, nothing fucking matters or nothing is is even close in significance. You also master the art of of minimalism or another kind of expression for it is essentialism, which is um, because of your focus on your kid and also because of the lack of time you have, you only start to do the things that are most important. Um, So again, trivial bullshit you forget about, you don't do, it doesn't bother you. Um, And so that probably, I would say overall, is the biggest, most powerful thing um, that you get when you become a dad for the first time. It's like a superhero uh, level of perspective. That becomes your your magical skill. Number two, um, for the first time, and maybe this is, is me projecting um, insecurities I had before I was a dad, but number two, you start to feel like a real adult. For the first time, you're like, yeah, I'm a fully functioning human being. I don't have imposter syndrome um, because, you know, I had my first kid at 32 um, and at 32 years old, you know, I I owned an apartment. um, I had a decent enough job. I I had a wife. So all all the signifiers of being a real adult, you know, I had a few of them, but I still deep down inside felt like a grown up kid. Um, and when I'd talk to people, you know, people in their fifties or, or my parents or whoever it might be, I was wondering if they were looking at me thinking, he's not a real adult. He's just a big kid. Uh, but as soon as you have a kid, uh, yourself or a child, kid or child, same fucking thing. Um, you, yeah, you feel like you've arrived. You feel you're fully functioning and that you can look people straight in the eye and be like, yeah, I'm a fucking dad. I've got a family, I'm responsible for this thing, and it feels really, really good inside. Like I said, it might have been just me projecting, but that was something I realised. Um, I could have a serious chat now with anyone um, from you know 35 years old, my age, all the way up to 100, um, and I felt like I had something to say and I was sort of valuable as a human. Next up, number three, is it is very, very funny. 
simply put, uh, I've written down here, it's lols. Number three is it is lols, LOLs. Um, you will find yourself in all sorts of situations with your kid, right from you know zero years old to three, four years old. Uh, there's so many funny moments. Um, it's the, it's farts. It's little burps. It's the facial expressions they make, and then once they start talking, it's the the way they communicate, their perspective on the world, how they understand things. You will be forever laughing at little situations that pop up. Um, you also get forced to watch a lot of silly, stupid cartoons. Um, so there's a whole world of kid entertainment that maybe you forgot existed or, or just weren't paying attention to, um, and it's it, you know it's funny. It's full of life, joy, excitement, color. Um, silliness, imagination, and so yeah, it's really funny. So as as much as you find yourself stressed out, wanting to smash your head through a window, you'll also find yourself more often than not, and certainly um, it outweighs the hard times. You will find yourself laughing um, at some crazy, silly thing that your kid has just done, said, made, um, and yeah, it's it's nonstop. Next up is number four, and that is uh, a sense of meaning um, slash less existential angst. Uh, again, this could be me just projecting, um, and this is like a fucking therapy session, but hopefully this uh, maybe connects with some of you people out there. Um, up until I had a kid, uh, particularly, like I said, I had my first born, I was 32 years old, um, you go through life when you're younger there's a lot of momentum and, and big milestones and pillars you know five years old you go to school you go to secondary school when you're 12 you do your GCSEs you do your A levels you go to uni you know you make a bunch of friends um, you're obviously finding out the different scenes you're into uh, the things you like um, you know all your mates blah 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 21 22 you go traveling you get your job and then you're around 23 years old, you get that first job, and then you get to 30 years old, and you're like, fucking hell, I've just been doing the same thing now for seven years. So you you know, you might be working in London, You the job you're doing is cool, but it's not quite the dream. Um, you know, you're not playing in the Premier League uh, like you thought you would be, you're not a, a, a DJ, um, and, you, and you've got a job, and it's fine. But when you get to 30, and you think, fuck, is it just this now? until I die, because obviously we're not going to have pensions, because, uh, you know, there's no pensions anymore, and we're all going to have to work till 100, and you're just like, fucking hell, what is, what's the point, you, you start to feel a little bit like, what's the point, and it's not necessarily de a depression, or depressive thought, or, or nihilism, it just feels a bit like you're on the, this kind of merry-go-round, um, that's, just, you know, there's only so many nights out with your mates you can do. Uh, every Thursday you're out, you go to work hungover on the Friday and you just repeat, 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 repeat. And you're like, shit. And then you get to 31 and you're like, oh, yeah, it's just the same shit. I'm exactly the, I'm doing the same shit. And as soon as you have that kid, all of a sudden everything clicks into place. And you're like, wait, no, 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 there is a purpose. And I can only put this down to this sort of deep um, evolution or, or, or thing in your DNA uh, that basically we're... we're we want to pass on our genes, I guess, at some level. Uh, and the moment you have a kid, you feel like life has meaning. Not only do I want to raise this kid because I care about them, but also this is part of me that will live on into the future. And so if I, if I die, whenever that is, it's not the end of the world because there is another part of me that will be out there. Uh, and then hopefully they'll have a kid and they'll have a kid and blah, 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 blah. The lineage continues. Um, and so, yeah, I think you get this deep sense of meaning 
purpose um, and you have this, this, the low level anxiety that maybe people start to get in their late 20s, just questioning like what's it all about disappears as soon as you have a kid. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a really powerful thing that um, I realized when I was a dad. Number five is it forces you to slow the fact down because no matter how much you want to cram things into you know every minute of the day, as soon as you have a kid, every plan you have uh, will likely get ruined at certain times. Um, so you might have this plan to go to the gym at this time and I'm going to go do this exercise and afterwards go into the shops. Then as soon as we get back from the shops, we'll put the shopping away and then we're going to watch this TV program. Blah, 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 blah. You just can't do it because you have to sort of go at the pace of your kid. And I tried, I tried my best to control this. I was a, a bit of a control freak. I wanted to squeeze the most out of every minute. And it took me about 18 months to realize like, dude, fucking relax. Just go at the pace of the kid, particularly at the weekend. Um, and the nice thing about that is not only do you start to go with the flow a little bit more, a little bit more happy, go lucky, you start noticing things that you maybe never noticed before. Because you're just rushing around the place, particularly if you live in London, all we're doing is charging from one place to another. Even just the way a kid walks is a lot slower. And you start to notice, oh, that, well, that little plant is kind of cool. I walk past it every day and I've never noticed it before. All those kind of things start to be really exciting. You see bits of your town you've never noticed before. Um, you start to notice the beauty in, in little things. So I guess it's sort of two parts. One is that you're quite literally forced to slow down um, in your movements around places. But also the way a kid views the world is with that beginner mindset where everything is new and interesting and curious and colourful and beautiful. Um, and you, you as a parent, you can't help but sort of fall into that. And so you... I guess almost by osmosis, you take on this childlike awe of what's going on around the world and just sitting in a little park following them around, or sorry, walking around a park with them and they're looking at the grass, they're asking you about every flower, they notice a butterfly, all this shit that you just, you know, most people without kids, I imagine, are just charging around, we're not noticing that, they're on their mission and certainly that's what I was like as well, so I'm not saying all these other people have got it wrong, that's exactly what I was like, but having a kid... Uh, particularly once they get into the toddler years, um, it really slows slows down the pace of your life in, in the best way possible. Um, number six, a bit of a silly one, but um, you have the ultimate excuse. If there is something you just don't want to fucking do, you don't want to go to uh, that, you know, that birthday party or that thing you're obligated to go to. As soon as you have a kid, you just say, oh, shit, so I've got uh, I've got a kid. And no one even said, no one asked, everyone's like, oh yeah, yeah, fair enough, sorry, sorry, sorry. So you get to, um, I guess, kind of avoid the stuff you used to feel like you had to go to. Um, and often it's a legitimate excuse because you really do have the responsibility, you have to get back to your kid. But it's also a brilliant excuse um, when you just can't be asked to do that thing. Number seven, um, and this, this feels a bit, I don't even know how to say it, uh, like showy-offy by me saying it, and I don't mean it to be like that, but it makes you a better person. I am far from perfect, but I am a better version of myself now, having become a dad, than I was before. Um, you, you could be the most selfish cunt, pardon my language, in the world, as soon as you have a kid, you have to give up a little bit of that selfishness. So you naturally edge towards being uh, a more altruistic, kind, uh, loving person as well. I think it also makes you 
it's a bit of an obvious thing. Um, I'm not. This isn't going to blow your minds, but you, you be, when you spend time with a kid, you start to realise that all the strangers that you see around around the town or or the city, they all used to be little babies too. And you see the pureness of kids. You go to a park. It's not just your kid. You're seeing all these other kids. And yeah, they're a bit mad and they push each other around, but they're pure. Uh, they're kind. They have like this sort of sense of love and joy. And you realise that wait. Every single person I bump into used to be that kind of person. And it's only through, you know, fucked up parenting or, or unfortunate situations in their life that they put up these barriers or they start to get angry or triggered by certain situations. And so you become a bit kinder to strangers, uh, a bit more understanding. Um, you start to see everyone as a kid rather than these sort of uh, adults that deserve to be treated with scorn if they, if they annoy you. Um, I think one of the, the nicest things as well is it, it gives you a, it should, or at least in my case, it has done, given me a better relationship with my parents. Some of it goes back to um, number two. So I feel more like a real adult. So when I talk to my parents now, maybe it's without the baggage I used to have. Uh, and I talk to them sort of, uh, you know, man to man or man to woman, not as like mother to, to child or, or father to child. Um, but also I see how fucking hard things would have been for them. So in my case, I'm, I'm one of four. My parents had four kids. For some of that, they were living in Holland. You know, they're both Irish. We all spoke English. We're living in Holland. Blah, 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 blah. Fucking stressful. No family round, different language. Um, and so I'm a lot more forgiving. You know, I had a really lucky life and all the rest of it. But of course, like any kid, I, I look at things. I'm like, oh, when I was 15 years old, um, my dad was angry over this one thing and I kind of I still remember it now you start to forgive those things because you realize how difficult it is yourself and you know with every part of your soul you want to do the perfect job with your child but also the reality is you're going to fuck up and when your kid gets to 16 17 18 there'll be stuff you'll have done in their life that they look back on and think um you know you're a bit of a dick dad when you did that so yes makes you a better person um, because of how you have to change. Also, it makes you look at others, including your parents, in a different way, which is really, really powerful and something that was a, a bit unexpected. Um, number eight is you are able to teach them things. So whatever you're into, if you're into football, uh, if you're into DJing, drums, gardening, whatever it is, um, you get to teach all of your wisdom and knowledge and uh, an interest to your kid. Now, there's every chance that they'll reject it and not be interested. But if you do manage to strike up a kind of connection around a, a theme or a passion point of yours and your kid, I don't think there's there's many more powerful things you can experience. To watch a little child go from you know essentially this blank slate to this huge personality that's completely their own. Uh, and unique and this mishmash of, of you and your partner um, but also they start to to take on some of the traits of you and the interests of you uh, and the other weird thing is you sometimes see it skip generations so my dad super into gardening I don't give two fucks about gardening my three-year-old son absolutely loves gardening and so watching the, them teach each other and then me teach him things he's you know he's interested a little bit interested in football he always wants whoever the blue team is to win because blue's his favorite color um so you teach them you watch their development and uh, it's it's pretty awe-inspiring and you sort of realize you know there's a lot of chat right now about technology ai robotics and you're like wait aren't they aren't they just trying to recreate what 
a three-year-old, the average three-year-old can do. So everything from like walking to jumping to getting out of cars from a robotics point of view, like some of the stuff that they've been struggling with for 10, 20 years. And then from an AI point of view, this like consciousness, memory, problem solving. You look at a three-year-old and you watch them learn all that and you're like, this cutting edge of science is what we're doing. And you, you see your child and you start to, not that, you know, humans are, are better than anything. I, I don't necessarily believe that. I think we're an animal. But also you, you start to kind of be in awe at how amazing we are um, because you're watching a human develop from basically a little blob that's wriggling around um, to being this walking, talking thing that's full of ideas, problem solving better than any computer or other animal out there. Uh, yeah, and it's, it's, it's pretty fucking great. Number nine is it gives you a deeper connection with your partner. So there is no doubt that, I think we, we said this in the, the 10 hardest things, there's no doubt that having a kid um, makes your, your, puts your relationship under a lot of stress. But it also gives it this really, really deep connection, not just that you, you know, you, you, you've created a child together and you're raising a child together, but it brings out this other side of them. So before you have a kid, what are you looking for in a wife? It's, it's you know, she want, you know, want her to be banging hot. Uh, you want her to be funny, a nice person, someone that gets on with your mates. Those are sort of the boxes you're looking to tick. But then when your wife or girlfriend or whoever it is has the kid, you see this completely other side of them, which is really impressive uh, and kind of inspiring and makes you fall even more in love with them. Almost like I had no idea you had this inside you. Um, And yeah, it it brings you closer together. And uh, it's, you know, obviously people get divorced after having kids, but if you stick together, I think it can, can, if you can get through that first few years of having a kid, you get the sense of like, we can fucking take on the world. There is nothing we cannot do. We've got through sleepless nights, shitty nappies, um, tiredness, work, money, blah, blah, blah. If we can do that, we can get through anything. And you feel like this sort of unbeatable tag team. Number 10 is the crazy love you feel. Um, that is, that is one of the best things. It's a little bit tied up in, in number eight, which was around, you know, what you've been able to teach them and watch their development. But also I think it's like this one's slightly different. It's around just this, this deep, deep love. Um, it's like when you're 10 years old and you got an Xbox and you just keep thinking about your Xbox on boxing day and the next day being like, Oh my God, I'm so happy. I've got an Xbox. It's that times a million and it never stops, and it keeps changing, it keeps getting better, it's not just an Xbox that's going to get replaced in two or three years by a PS3 or or whatever it would be, Um, your Xbox keeps evolving, getting more interesting, um, getting more uh, varied, coming up with different ideas, surprising you, um, touching your heart, all that, and it's something, yeah, maybe like people say they have that with their dog. Um, I have a pet dog. He's great, but I don't think he's quite on kid level. But yeah, that love you feel. You will want, there will be times you might go two weeks without a date night with your missus or two or three weeks and you'll be like, fuck, we need a night to ourselves. Jesus Christ. You get that hour to yourselves, uh, hour or two, and, and guaranteed after about half an hour of that, you'll be thinking, oh, I miss whoever it is, the child. Um, so yeah. It's uh, the love you feel is is unlike anything else. It's 
So that brings us to the end of the 10 best things about being a dad. Um, obviously, you know, if there's any uh, I've missed, which I'm sure I have, or, or any you want to add on, um, would love to hear from them. So my, my 10 best things were perspective, number one, uh, feeling like a real adult, number two, um, it's very funny, it's lols, which was number three. Number four was a deep sense of meaning and less existential angst, if I can fucking say that. Number five is it forces you to slow down and notice the world again. Um, number six is it's the ultimate excuse to get out of some bullshit you don't want to do. Number seven, it makes you a better person, uh, be kinder to people and certainly brings you closer to your parents. Number eight is being a teacher to them and watching their development going from zero to 100. Um, number nine is it gives you this deeper connection with your partner and you'll see other traits in your partner that you, you'd never imagined could possibly be there. And number 10 is the schmaltzy, crazy love you feel, um, the pride that you just want to tell everybody how great your kid is and you have to be careful not to post on social media all the time. But yeah, you just fucking love them and, and you, can't, you can't imagine them not being here or what your life was like before them. So that is it. Thank you for tuning in and we'll be back with another episode very soon.